Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and you know that you are rocking with the best. This is a dream come true. I am so happy and grateful to be here, and I'm broadcasting live and direct from Los Angeles, California today, and my cells are happy. Happy, 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 because I'm always on a journey to make them happy, and when I make my cells happy, they make my life wonderful. I get to live in a state of bliss, in a state of harmony, prosperity, abundance. Like everything is just magnificent. And I owe it all to finding out about how I need to treat myself. And tonight, that's what we're going to be talking about on Coach K Radio is knowledge of self, knowledge of sales, the connection. Symptometry knows. Um, in all of my esoteric studies, it's always been a criteria for man to know himself. The great work is for man to bring himself. And now when I say man, I mean men, I mean us as a race of human beings, not black, white, male or female or any other nationality over another. But for us as a race referred to as man to evolve and move to our highest potential. Well, in order for us to move to our highest potential, we have to get to know ourselves. And we have to get to know ourselves sooner than later. You know what I mean? Like, we can't wait until we're in our 40s and 50s like we've been doing. We have to do something right now. And because we are at a point in time in our own situation, in our involvement, that things are getting really, really critical. And but our cells are evolving and our conditions that we are able to exert energy over and make changes in, they're changing as well. But we have to stay on top of that. And Tonight's show is going to be all about how do we, do we really know ourselves? It was, I don't know if it was a commandments per se, or it was a very wise person, but in, in ancient Kemetic and ancient Egyptian societies, and even ancient Greek societies who borrowed it from ancient Kemet, they said, man, know thyself. And to thine own self be true. That was the second part I really think a lot of people have skipped over. So tonight we want to talk about the connection between knowing yourself and knowing yourselves. And doesn't that seem odd that self and selves sound very, very similar? 
And what is the self? You know, who are the selves? How many of them do we have? How many selves do we have? Like, when we say know thyself, are we talking about our human self, just our name? Or are we talking about our spiritual aspects? We want to cover all of that tonight. And since this is some tree night, I think that that's really going to move the show in the in, in the proper direction tonight. Let's let's start getting down to the basics as far as what are ourselves and how they really are ourselves. How the real study of symptometry and the real study of ourselves is the exact same thing. It is the exact same thing because we got to get down we got to get down to the basics like there just there just isn't any there just isn't anything else to say but we got to get down to the basics because once we do that's when the reward comes in and once we start achieving the reward we'll be moving away from the suffering like for us having suffering as a reward shows us that we're heading in the wrong direction so tonight I want to make sure that my esteemed panel comes in to and just drops it. And I'm going to be asking some very pointed and very clear-cut questions to make sure that we're well understood and that you, my listening audience, can take something away that you can start honoring yourselves, knowing yourselves. We want to empower you with some information tonight and some wisdom that you did not have earlier. But as you know, I can't do it by myself. I got to tune in to zoom in to my compadres, my amigos, my mentors, you know, my family. And first up on the list, of course, I want y'all to put y'all hand together for, I mean, this guy, this man, he's not just a guy, excuse me. This man, this doctor has went through so many, so many different, so many different avenues and his own particular challenges to arrive where he's at right now. He is a former vegetarian for over nine years. He's an acupuncturist. He's studied uh, Asian medicine for well over 12, 15 years. He is an engineer. He's an, he's an alumni of Norfolk State. He's an engineer. He's a family man. He's a great husband. He's also a great friend of mine as well as one of the most astute scientists that I am associated with in the known world. All right. He's also an I Ching master. Y'all please put your hands together for Dr. Charlie. It's awesome, baby. Dr. Abbott, thank you for joining the show tonight. How you doing? Uh, Coach, I can't complain. It's, it's, it's not as sunny here as it is where you are. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're making the best of it. We're making the best of it, so I'm feeling good. I mean, at least uh, I, I hear the enthusiasm in your voice about uh, being in such a wonderful atmosphere. And well, I, and absolutely now. The climate uh, in San Diego was amazing. The, uh, it is amazing here in Los Angeles. And as soon as I cut my computer on, I saw that back in Atlanta, they're still, you know, dealing with some 40-degree 40, 40 weather. And there's no telling what you all are dealing with in North Carolina. And uh, heaven forbid, I even thought to think what Dr. Nardi is dealing with up there in Chicago. But I heard that, uh, you're right, we might be a little, um, 
might be a little might be a little difference in the climate, but I'm so happy that this subject tonight will hopefully warm everybody's hearts and bring in, uh, and light a flame inside everyone to start going after more knowledge of their sales. What do you think about that? I think it's a outstanding subject to uh, bring to the forefront tonight because we always talk about sales and without really going too far in on it all. You know, at this point in, in the conversation, you know that's that's essentially what we're made up of, and you know, so so many times within the um, the uh, world of uh, knowledge and understanding the world of the esoteric world, the spiritual world, I, I hear people talk about food, talk about health, and they speak on so many so many different things. It's uh, the day I talked with a person, and, you know, some of the things that we've mentioned before on um, on this show, uh, you know, people haven't been interest, introduced to. So I'm so grateful to have this platform so that we can continue to get the word out. Um, you know, some people just think uh, it's the under their impression based upon, uh, pseudoscience and word of mouth and the things that uh, we hear out on the street or in the library or you know at different talks and conversations that the that we as you know all we have to do is to exercise, eat healthy, and you know just follow those rules. But you know with symptometry, we focused on the scientific way. And I, I, I really find that it's a fascinating way, and it's definitely a way that um, it's a pathway to evolve. And as you said before, you know, connecting with the self through the cells. So um, I'm really excited about it tonight, Coach. Why can't I? Why can't I just uh, stop with my birthday? You know, I'm an astrologer. Or why can't I just stop with, you know, my ideal height and weight? And why can't I just stop with, you know, studying and saying, well, I ha I'm from uh, the Celtic tribe, or I'm from a Native American tribe, or I'm from an African tribe. Why? Why isn't you know? Why can't I just go to Ancestry.com and get some information? Why isn't that far enough? Why doesn't that qualify me as really knowing myself? Or does that qualify me as knowing myself if I know ancestry, but I l lack true understanding and knowledge of myself? Do I qualify as really knowing myself? Well, you know, it's a it's a great, great option to be able to um, introduce a person to them that they can explore those that part of the history of themselves and their family lineage, but at the same time, it doesn't go far enough into who we are as a human being because we have to look across the table at all cultures and all places around the world that 
people lived and they they had to adapt to their place of living, their climate, and within those areas they were introduced to many, many uh things, many many bugs, many health disruptors, all types of environmental toxins, um you know, you know, different different animals, uh bugs again, um insects and also the weather. And without having a clear understanding of what is in those things that we're that we're consuming, um, it puts us at a disadvantage to be at the mercy of the results. Because ultimately, any time that we ingest something, expose ourselves to something, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be some type of reaction that happens there. You know, I mean, just as, as a kid, if you're out making mud pies, you had to mix what the water with the with the dirt, and something happened. So and so the same thing happens anytime that we introduce things into our system. And I know a lot of people go, "Oh well, you know, that's my the foods that my ancestors ate." And I was just um, examining a, a country, the country in Zimbabwe. I was just noticing how they, you know, the average life expectancy at one point was at 60, then about uh, five or six years ago, about six years ago, it dropped down to 43, 43, 43 years old. That was the life expectancy. Now it's climbed up to right around 50, um, this for men and women. And therefore, you know, we have to look at what are the staple foods there and, what people are being um, consuming and what they're being exposed to. So it's just not enough, especially if we want to make the most out of this process because the longer we live, the theme goes that the more we learn. So we get more wisdom, more experience the longer we live, but if we don't pay attention, then we can be be susceptible to all types of issues, whether they're emotional issues, um, you know, family issues, all of those things are going to be incorporated in being unaware. And we've seen the tragedy. You know, we always see the tragedy. And what is the underlying cause of those of that tragedy? And that's what we have to explore this evening. Hey, I think you did an excellent job of, of uh, getting us started. Let me uh let me go over here and get let me go over here and get the the uh let's 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 go ahead and open it up a little more and let's put a little more rocket fuel on it today and let's introduce and bring in and welcome and do a big round of applause for my other guest today, the founder of Symptometry. We call him Uncle N, we talk call him Grandmaster Nardi, we call him C Joe Nardi, we call him Doctor Nardi. Uncle Nardi, I mean, he's just, he has so many hats that he wears. Super scientist, Nardi. I want y'all to please put y'all hands together for my friend and yours, the founder of Symptometry, Dr. Maxwell Nardi. It's awesome, baby! Good afternoon, Dr. Nardi. Thanks for joining us this evening. How you feeling? Oh, fine. Good, good evening to you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. 
Yes. Okay. Good evening to you uh, and Dr. Abbott and mm. your distinguished audience. Good evening. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Thank you, uh, Dr. Nardi. I want to tell you that I appreciate you being so courageous this evening because anytime a person comes out and says the ancient Egyptians almost had it right, almost had it right, you're going to open yourself up to criticism. These This culture of people who basically almost disappeared off the face of the earth were one of the most successful cultures and dynastic periods ever to walk the face of the earth. Some of the things and the feats that they accomplished have to this day have never been duplicated. They've been often imitated, but never duplicated at the same scale as they were when the when the Egyptians or the Kemetic people uh, or the ancient Kushites walked the planet Earth. And some people are saying, Coach, you're making a real bold statement tonight by saying they almost had it right. So I want to, I just want to say thank you for being courageous enough to come on the show tonight because we're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to ask some questions and some people may have a different outlook on uh, what they thought was the truth as we move forward. So are you ready for that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm ready, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Now, one of the reasons, you know, um, I just went with the Egyptians is because everybody is always quoting that phrase, know thyself. And so one day it just came to me and said, know thyselves. And I said, well, don't the cells make up the self? But I think that is a lot of times when people listen to Coach K Radio on Tuesdays or they listen to Sometimetry Radio on Wednesdays, I think that they think that uh, Sometimetry is strictly about changing the way we eat, you know. But I look at it as saying it's really based on a core principle of knowing yourselves. Would you agree or disagree with that, and could you expand on that for me? Well, Symptometry is not symptometry is not just about changing your diet. Symptometry is about um, health, and health starts only at one place. It starts at the cellular level. So by going to the cells, by going to the cells, you are definitely going to get all the answers. You are going to get all your answers. That is where I get all my answers. I don't get my answers from by, by talking to people. Uh, I may get clarification here and there, but when I go to bed or when I'm sitting by a, a river, by a lake, by quiet, I mean, in a quiet area, I always get the answers. So, who put the answers in there? Who put that knowledge in the cells? When you are talking about self, you are looking at a bigger 
a bigger expanse of cells that formed a body. That is a bit different because when you have a number of cells forming a body, then you are going to have what is called personality. And then when you leave this area, this sphere, and you keep digging, and then you realize that personality comes from somewhere. This is where we are connected to DNA. DNA itself is the longest molecule ever created. DNA has no end. There is only one DNA. That is the DNA of the human race. It goes, it started from somewhere, and it's split into lineage DNA. We have so many lineages, thousands and thousands and thousands of lineages of DNA. You know, you are born into a family in Russia, you have that DNA. You are born into a family in Africa, you have that DNA. You, have, you are born into a family in Europe, and so on and so forth. You have a specific DNA. But we are all human DNA. There's a difference between human DNA and dog DNA. Difference between dog DNA and cat DNA, and so on and so forth. And DNA, and all this is just about personality. Know thyself. This is about personality. Do you know who you are? I know who I am. That's why I am very, very careful about whatever I do, whatever I eat. I know my, my, vulnerab my, my vulnerabilities. I know my strengths. And I know my limits. If you don't know who you are, you will not be around for too long. Because you know you are an energy field. And as an energy field, you are an electromagnetic field. What does it mean? As an electromagnetic field, you attract and you repel. What do you attract? You attract insects. You attract predators. You attract opportunists. Part of who you are. So you have to be alert all the time. You should never let your guard down, wherever you are. Wherever you are. This is what is meant by know thyself. What are your limits? Okay, if you know that you are not able to do certain things, there is someone somewhere in the world to help you. Because life on this planet is about helping each other. One is taller. The other one is shorter. One, 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 one is bigger. The other one is smaller. Even a child, the hand of a child, you see how small it is? If something drops in your car between the seats and you cannot get it, go and get a small child with their small hand, their little, little hands. They will come, and then they will just pick it up for you, and you say thank you. You, you are a big man, 
with your big hands, you cannot get into that hole. You cannot get into that spot. So there is a reason to have a difference in height, different in size, and all. So you know your limits. You know your limitations. You know your weaknesses. So you must, if you, if if it is the statement, know yourself. You have to keep digging and digging and digging and digging. Don't just turn it into a piece of philosophy. It is a piece of. It is a piece for reflection. Keep thinking and thinking and thinking. Who are we? Who are we? We are the descendants of those who went before us. What did they leave in their genes? They left diseases. It is our responsibility now, if you want to be healthy, optimally healthy that is, we have to clean up this DNA. We have to clean up these genes. Know who you are. You have work ahead of you. Life is not a picnic. Know who you are. That is what it means. Then, on the other side, on the other hand, know yourselves. Yourselves do not have a personality. That is the difference between the cells and self. Self has a personality. Cells do not have a personality. A cell is a piece of machinery that requires supplies. And you have to know what the cells need. And knowing what the cells need means you have to know when to supply their needs, how much they need, and how often they need what they have been looking for. So you have to know yourselves. If you don't know yourselves, you will not be around for too long. If you don't know who you are, you will also not be around for too long. So what brings the two of them together? Self and cells is only one thing. It's called the atom. The atom is the link between self and cells. The atom is packed with forces, including the transformational force that produces DNA. From an, from an atom, we have the cell. We have DNA. This is how we have life. We did not have life. We did not have species at the dawn of creation, when there was void, there were no species. There's void, there's gases, there's atoms. And the transformational force within the atoms produce DNA. And their DNA has four parts. Has the genes. Has DNA itself as a transmission, as a transmission unit. Then has the factories called RNAs. And then have the cells, I mean, for sex cells, or the features for the sex cells called the chromosomes and the telomeres. All this is one thing called DNA, split into different parts. And this started from the atom, the common link between the cells 
and self. Thank you. This is a dream come true. And the hits just keep on coming. All right. So one thing, well, I want people to, like, I'm not going to wait to the end of the show for, to open up the line. So if you at any time would like to become a part of the discussion tonight, the phone number is 347-205-9089. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Please call in, or if you're on the line and you would like to have a, you have a question for Dr. Nardi or a comment on something he or Dr. Abbott or I said, just press one and we'll open up your line and bring you in. All right. Now, uh, Dr. Nardi, this this memory, like you said, the 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 you said that the self has a a personality, but the cells don't have a personality, right? That's correct. That's correct. And but if you don't treat the cells properly and give them, you know, what they need to produce, you know, like when 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 we align, if we don't align the desires of our mind with the needs of our cells. Our cells tend to retaliate. That seems like the cell has an ego because it's retaliating. But is it retaliating because of ego or is it retaliating because it's trying to send you a message? It is retaliating because it is in charge. It is the cells that brought us here. If we don't do as they please, as they choose, well, the consequence is you are going to have a disease. And if this disease manifests itself at the mental level, you are going to have a personality problem. You are going to have a personality problem. And if you have a personality problem, you are going to lose your job. If you lose your job, there will be no income coming. If there's no income coming, you have problems with relationships and so on and so forth. So you see, one action that the cells took has caused a ripple effect that will have very devastating consequences upon the whole self, which is the human body. This is why we say, satisfy yourselves first. Satisfy yourselves first. And then Every other thing shall fall in place. You don't satisfy your mind. You don't satisfy your palate, your taste buds. You satisfy yourself first. And this is done by aligning the desires of your mind with the needs of yourselves. Thank you. Dr. Abbott, do you want to jump in on some of that? He said the cells came here first, and they supposed to be, they got us here. <laughs> well, there's, there's definitely a, if you, for lack of a better word, a pecking order in this in this uh, paradigm 
or or space that we're in in this environment. Um, because without the cells, I mean, this is the makeup. And when you speak of, we say the ancient Egyptians almost had it right. Yeah, they did some magnificent things. And, you know, we we can look back now, and, I mean, they, they were they they did the uh, MRIs on the mummies. And what they found is that many of them had clogged arteries, had heart disease, coronary heart disease. And you would think, you know, just out of just making an assessment of a situation like that, that they would have, they would have been much healthier. But why did they suffer, you know, or or die at at an early age, uh, many of them? And, you know, from, from that, what were they consuming? You know, so, you know, there's genius there. And then, again, there's, you know, there's another aspect of it where, you know, there was, you know, there was heart disease or clogged arteries. So, and that was consuming things that was was not cell-friendly. So, again, going back to it, you know, cell health is personal health. And, I mean, when you look at, the structure of a cell, I mean, there's it's so many things going on. I mean, it's for a human being, there's 75 trillion cells, and and then there's the genes. And there's 70,000 genes in each cell. So we're talking about numbers that are really beyond our imagination here. But that's what we function on. This is where our abilities and talents come from, from that vast pool, that vast gene pool. When we, that's one of the, that's one of the um, things I meant when I talked about the Egyptians almost had it right. Um, one thing I admire about them is their tenacity. Um, is that tenacity passed down into symptometry in the way that we attack our problems or go about um, applying our problem-solving skills? Dr. Nardi, is that something that was passed down throughout the gene as well? Well, I got it from somewhere because I was not the first person to use DNA on this planet. And I come from a lineage, and that lineage comes from a bigger lineage. So what gives me the fire to keep burning, uh, the energy to keep going, uh, definitely should be coming from somewhere. And since I come from Africa originally, and I have all these people smiling on me or smiling at me and nudging me to keep going and keep going and keep going. Where do I get this resilience, this tenacity, this uh, uh, indefatigable nature, untied nature of doing uh, to, to achieve a goal uh, where failure 
is not an option for me. Even if I fail, I have to get, get up and keep going and keep going until I get it right. So that relentless pursuit of perfection is definitely coming from those who invented paper, those who invented hydrology, those who invented geometry, and those who did everything in order to make human civilization rise almost to the sky, to the pyramids. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, tonight I want to start to give people a basic understanding of the cell. And how can this, you know, the cell came first and it's, it's got so much power. Like Dr. Nardi, like Dr. Abbott said, you know, there's a pecking order and you have to take care of it first before you take care of your ego and take care of your personality and take care of everything. You have to take care of your cells because your cells will take you out. Can you t talk to us about the blueprint of a cell? Because to me, and, and I want you to tie that in maybe even metaphysically to the megaphors, because to talk about the dynamics of a cell and the brilliance that it has in its design, we have to give consideration to the architects that design the cell. So I think that, you know, it, it's an honor to speak upon the cell, but I think all the glory that we're speaking of concerning the cell is also going to reflect back to the architectural work of the cell. So could you, like, describe the makeup of a cell and give it to me? So there's, let's say we have a classroom of eighth graders that are 14 years old, and they want to know what is a cell and why is it so important and why does everything start there? And then why is it made up of genes? Why, why can't cells just be the last the last, you know, the last straw. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I always do my best to speak at the eighth grade level. All these uh, courses on genetics and all that, uh, they are good for college students and uh, good for professorial lectures, but when I am in front of a general public, I always speak very, very simple, very simple terms. Um, yeah. you have to know that there was a beginning, something bigger, something started somewhere. The cell did not just give themselves existence. No. What gave itself existence is the atom. The atom is the beginning of the beginning. It is a self-created particle. Nobody created it. If you keep finding out, okay, who did this? All right, who did this? Who did this? There will come a point where you reach a dead end. And if you continue, it means you are crazy. You are losing your mind. You have to know where to stop. Where everything started, the source of everything is the atom. What is the atom? Is the smallest particle that can never be destroyed. And it is packed with energy. 
in that energy are forces. The force, force, the force produce the atom and it contain the force again. The atom contain part of the force that created it. This is why if you want to know who created the world is the mega force that created the world. Now, up to this point, this is what I will say about the atom, energy, and the forces. Then, how did we have a cell? How did we have a cell? The first cell that was produced was responsible for producing all the other cells. This was the cell of cyanobacterium. Cyanobacterium. That was the very, very first type of, of, of life form. It was able to bring together, to fix nitrogen. It was able to fix, to fix the, the carbon cycle. All these cycles. This is a bacterium. This is why I keep saying that stop hating bacteria. The bacterium or the bacteria are not the enemies. God created them too. They have to look for food. And if you give them food, they will infect you. If you don't give them food, they will go somewhere else and look for somebody who is going to give them what they have been looking for. So if they gave us life, if cyanobacteria gave us life, then it has every right to be on everything before we get to we get to that food. They have every right to get into water before we get into the water, before we drink the water. So if we don't do something to clean up this water, to boil this water before we drink it, well, what we are looking for, we are going to get it. After it created itself, after it started producing, started harnessing the forces, the force of combination, the force of division, and so on and so forth, it started producing cells, started producing DNA by combining and pairing amino acids together. Then DNA was responsible to make the cell to function. So how can it function? How can it function? So it had to split itself into four. You, you'll be the gene. I will be transmitting the blueprint from you. The three of you, ribosomal RNA, messenger RNA, and the other RNA, you will be the factories. You will produce everything that the cell needs. And then when we get a body, all you come together and produce, and produce food for everything. Now we will need uh, procreation. All right. You will be the chromosome. You will be the sex cell. Okay. Male, female. You are in charge of reproduction. And you, the telomeres, will say how long the reproduction will continue. Everything was planned. Everything was designed. Who gave DNA this knowledge? Who? 
self-made, self-produced. They did not. They did not read. They did not read a book somewhere. Now, when it came to producing enzymes, we will need a little bit of water here, a little bit of oil here, a little bit of biotin here, a little bit of selenium here, a little bit of iron here. Who taught RNA, the factories, how to do all this? Who taught them? No one taught them. Until they produced the bone, they produced the teeth, they produce the, the flesh, they produce the joints, and so on and so forth. This is what I mean by the cells brought us to this world. They have done everything beyond human imagination to put us together, to make us function, to make us work, to make us have energy. And now, it is your turn. Take care of them. Remove the blockages in, the, in them. There will be blood. Sanitize this blood. There will be the red bone marrow. Make sure that the white blood cells are there. The red blood cells are there. The platelets are there. There will be organs. Make sure that the macrophages are there in these organs. What else do you have to do? I bought this car for you. All you have to do is make sure that the tires are well inflated. Wash the car so that whenever I, I mean I don't I don't like the, to see the to, I want to I don't want to see a dirty car. Keep washing it. If you want to take it to a car detail shop, take it to a car detail shop. That's all you have to do. If it's running low on gas, put some gas there. Check transmission fluid. Check oil, the oil uh, level from time to time. That's all I'm asking you to do. And I will run, I will run you, I will run it and take you wherever you are going. Whether you are running, you are jumping, you are working at, the de at your desk, you are doing A, you are doing B, you are doing I will be responsible for that. You just take care of my, my cell nourishment. You just take care of the removal of blockages for me. That is a contract. You have not honored, you have not, you are not in compliance with the clauses of the contract. That's why you have to be punished. That is the secret contract between the self and self. If people are not aware of this, that is a secret contract between the two. If you don't honor the terms of your contract, well, you are in breach of your contract. And if you are in breach of your contract, you have to pay for it. Thank you. Wow, that's cool. And the hits just keep on coming. It's awesome, baby! Whew! Uh, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the things that you explained right now, 
were almost like in legal terms. It seems that the relationship between the human body and what was created following the cells as an extension of the atom seemed to be much like a legality. Like you said, if we honor our part of the contract, then the cells and their dynamic creative mechanisms will honor their part of the contract. Is that is that like a, a, a fair assessment? Yes, that is exactly what that is exactly what is happening. And when you say that the cells will take you out, you know, doesn't that seem like some people may seem like, well, the cells don't really have too much. Like, if if the cells really wanted to live, wouldn't that be self sabotage if they took the body out because then they're taking themselves out. Well, you see, one thing you have to understand is this. The cells want to have a home. But if they cannot count on you to give them a home, why should they waste their time on you? DNA does not want to be homeless because after death, DNA becomes a virus. Part becomes a virus. Part is a part. Part, uh, part, uh, a part becomes a becomes a virus, and the other part becomes mitochondrial DNA that goes to the to the lineage. You see, so it is not the intention to become a virus. To be infecting people left and right. That's not the intention. But if they can no longer count on you, then of what use are you? You are useless. I would not like to ride a useless horse. So basically, basically this is what their understanding is. If you want to make yourself useful, that we teach scientific eating, scientific living. We teach ionization. Because we understand the contract between the self and the selves. If others don't understand it, well, they are not yet at that level. We are already there and we are cruising at that level. That's why we say, Eat scientifically. Do cell nourishment and leave nutrition. We have nutrition now. We are not doing cell nourishment. So that we honor our part of the contract. Thank you. Well, Coach, you see that. You know, this is, you're talking contract, contract now, which is definitely a part of this planet's uh, paradigm, part of this this, uh, this arena that we're in. Dr. Nardi, if you would, could you, ex- you know, we, we hear about, you know, spiritual development, spiritual masters. Could you um, 
speak on that in regards to how that, how the atom, how that equates to these atoms, to atoms and, and their uh, and the information? Yeah. Um, you hear when you, when I was studying transcendental meditation in Chicago, you know, um, you, know you hear about uh, the spiritual master, the masters, and all that. You ask yourself this question. Who are the masters? You go to a Roman Catholic church and you hear about the angels. You go to a Presbyterian church, you hear about the angels, the archangel, Michael, and all that. You go to the Muslim um, uh, mosque, you, you, read, uh, you read the Quran, or the Quran is read to you, you hear about Jibreel. Angel Gabriel, you know, the archangel, things like that. Fine. How did they become angels? How did, how did they become sheriffs? How did they become masters? Or spiritual masters? These were human beings. These were human beings who walked the face of this planet. And they kept accumulating spiritual points upon spiritual points upon spiritual points by doing good, by helping people in need unconditionally without getting anything back or anything in return. And they accumulated so many spiritual points that when they died, some of them were not even buried in marked graves. Most of them were even buried in unmarked graves. All of us have DNA. What does it mean? It means when it is time, when it is time for the trophoblast, a specialized group of cells, to harness the genes to build a human being, all the past DNAs are coming back together. All the genes are coming back together from the different lineages. They are coming back together to produce a human being. So are we new? No, we are not. We are not at all. That's why we have the diseases of our ancestors and all that. When you have passed the stage of coming back in the flesh and in bones as a human being, you stay where you are, and you have your assignment as a spiritual master in charge of mathematics, in charge of physics. When you see somebody who is interested in physics and has passed all the tests, all right, you make your teachings available to that person in physics. All of a sudden, that person becomes talented in physics, in chemistry, in geography, and on and on. That is the work of the masters. People who are no longer coming back as human beings. There is a spiritual connection to the atom. When you, talk, when you mention the forces, the forces, the forces, what is force? Force is what is intangible. That, is, that cannot be seen, but can be felt. So that's the connection. Thank you. Mm. 
<laughs> wow. <clears throat> uh, I want to go take a call real quick. Let me get my thoughts together because I can I can keep on going because he done went to the angelic realm right now, Doctor Abbott. So uh, before I let me let me get my thoughts together on that. Uh, let me while I take a call real quick. The calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. If you'd like to uh, talk to Doctor Maxwell Nardi or myself or Doctor Charlie Abbott, just press one. Dial in that number and just press one. If you're watching us on YouTube, the number is on the bottom of the screen. And you can call in as well and just press one, raise your hand, and we'll get right to you. First caller is from 713-962. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, yes, my name is Josie Chenier, and my husband is here as well, Larry Chenier, and we're from Houston, Texas. Hello, right. hello, hello, hello. Yeah, hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, did you have a oh, comment or feedback tonight? I'm sorry, I didn't understand you. I said, did you have a comment, question, or feedback for anyone on the panel tonight? Actually, no, I just started, just got on, so I didn't hear everything, and I'm just um, listening in. Uh, my friend Lisa uh, is the one that referred me to you guys, so... My husband and I are very interested in symptometry and learning about it and trying to figure out about our health issues. Okay. Well oh, thank you so thank thank you so much for calling in. This is a this is a dynamic show for you for this to be your is this your first show you're tuning into? Yes it is. All right. Well, uh if you're just coming on, I would suggest that you after the show, go back onto the computer and listen in from the beginning. And you can go to CoachKRadio.com, CoachKRadio.com, and then you'll be able to listen to it all the way from the beginning. All right? Great. We'll do. Thank you so much. All right. But don't hang up because we're not done yet. Okay. We, we won't. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I just love it when uh, the word of mouth starts to get around and people people start coming in, you know, even on a subject that I had, you know, basically designed for myself. You know, I, and most of these shows, as you know, Dr. Nardi and Dr. Abbott, these are questions that I may have throughout the day or uh, have had with with um, with someone in my in my daily conversation, talking about the cells and and I and I have um and I say, well, what is a what is an excellent way or what is the best way for me to break it down from, from high level to eye level for people who are, you know, they're saying knowledge of self, knowledge of self, but they don't know anything about their cells. They don't know anything about, you know, what is the root of the self. So that's why I'm just I'm just really enthusiastic about um, the show tonight and the information that we're covering for for our listeners. This, I guess I just I should give all of them a round of applause because we have a lot of people on the line tonight. So I really thank you, uh, callers from the eight one three four eight four five seven zero 
So 336-770-843-224s, uh, 708s, 843-609s, 951s, 419s. It's just a lot of people on the, light, on, on the line tonight, and I really appreciate all of you for tuning in. It's awesome, baby! If any of you would like to have something or a comment and you'd like to contribute or have a question for Dr. Nardi, please just dial uh, the number one. Just press the number one on your phone and we'll bring you in. But we, we're going to continue on with the discussion uh, as well. Also, I want to ask and remind each of you to please bookmark your uh, in your Internet browser symptometry.com. S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y, symptometry.com. For those of you who have been listening in, you know where the site is at. For those, this may be your first or second time listening. Symptometry is the best healthcare you've never heard of. But the science is curing, not just healing or symptom relocation. But it's all about how we actually offer solutions to cure a disease so where it doesn't come back. All right? Okay, uh, where was I? Dr. Abbott, he went in, He went over into the, oh, let's talk about Angel. spiritual points. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dr. Abbott. I said we went into the, the spiritual realm, the, the forces of the angels, and, you know, all, all so much of this really just comes to mind how we have to, how, it, how, it's, brought, how it's brought together. And, and tied together because even when you have the atom and then you have Adam, right, which is the first made being out of dust, right? So this is now a configuration of jingling atoms, as Dr. Nardi mentioned earlier, how, you know, the world consisted of gases. But as things, as the atoms slowed down and became more and more compressed, this is when we start things start to manifest in a physical manner. And if you look at the uh, cosmology chart, you know, I know of the uh, Asian medicine, the I Ching, and so on and so forth, you see the void, and then then comes in, which was, was, was absolute force, and then it comes into the, the opposite forces of the yin and yang, and then this is where the rest, of the other elements, the five elements come into play. And just to have the scientific explanation of these phenomena just, to me, brings the story into focus and it takes so much of the the spook and the mystery out of, you know. The and, and that also, when he went back to the atom... He also yeah. went back to the ancient Egyptians had a god called Atum. Atum, yes, that's right. And had a entire division of their knowledge based around Atum. And now for us to have a continuation of the science. Because as Dr. Nardi, you, you have said that symptometry is not complete, just as the Egyptian or the comedic sciences were incomplete. 
Symptometry is forever growing. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct because um, everything has been fragmented. Everything has been fragmented and is now symptometry that is putting all the pieces together so that it makes sense. You know, and uh, we are not faulting all these uh, scientists, all these Egyptians, all these learned people, people, wise men, wise women who played their role. They all had to do what they had to do in order for symptometry to come and weave the pieces together. So we keep our hearts to them. They've done an excellent job. And it is now we who are stepping up to the plate to complete what they left uncompleted. Mm, mm, mm. Can you please uh, relate? R relate. I, I mean, I, I, I still want to stay on the sales so much, like tonight, the importance of what was one of the things that the Egyptians missed in cell nourishment, Dr. Abbott, or, or, or Dr. Nardi? What was one of the things that the Egyptians missed when it came to relating to the cells or studying the cells? Um, I would not like to say they missed it because one thing you have to understand is knowledge comes in waves and it comes in drops. Knowledge is not given at once. It comes in tiny, tiny, tiny bits and pieces according to the person's level of consciousness. Knowledge will never be given to you if it is too heavy for you to carry. Knowledge will never be given to you if people will not understand it. Everything comes at the right time. <laughs> During the Egyptian time, what they what they felt was was necessary was you know don't forget that they were doing mummification, they were mummifying the dead, they used solutions, they found all kinds of things to to mummify the dead properly and preserve the dead. Then, after so many years, there came someone who had a brilliant idea. What did the Pharaoh die from? What was he suffering? He was suffering from uh, stomach pain. He used to complain about this side. He used to complain about that side. Okay. Now that he's dead, let's cut him open. Let's open uh, his uh, abdominal cavity and see what is in there. Then they found something. They done the, this was how they started anatomy. They started studying the internal organs, their location. This was how the ancient Egyptians laid the foundation for, for what is called anatomy. And then later on, there was physiology. Claudius Galen, the Greek who went went to, to Alexandria in ancient Egypt to study the science of medicine with the Egyptians. 
when he came back, he became the physician for five Roman emperors. He became the first world surgeon. Where did he learn this from? He learned this from ancient Egypt, specifically in Alexandria. So they did not miss anything. We had cell biologists who came in 2,000 years later. They studied the cells. Then we had geneticists who came in a few, I mean, a few decades later. They studied genetics as it applies to uh, 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 heredity. Fine. But even though they did their best and they received all the accolades at that time, we are now in the year 2015. And I started this in 1992. From 1992 up to 2015, I had plenty of time to put the work of all these illustrious children of this planet together to form a rock-solid therapeutic science called symptometry. So the Egyptians did not miss anything. If anything at all, they left the work for someone else to complete. And that is what I have done. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes. It's awesome, baby! Well, well, Dr. Abbott, he said they didn't, they didn't leave off, they didn't leave off anything. Just left it, left it for, left it for someone else to complete. They left many, many breadcrumbs and many accomplishments, or as we may even say, rungs on the ladder, for us to continue to climb up to what the current state that we are in right now. Because I do feel that all of our predecessors who came before us knew that. If we were not going to be immortal, then there would have to be enough scientific research left behind for the next scientist. Is that correct, Dr. Nardi? That is, uh, that is correct, 100%. Yes. So when a person is studying their self and they realize that it's time to start studying their selves, and they also realize the definition of health, that health is the reward that the totality of our cells bestows on a person. That means that the cells hold the reward, and they're not going to release the reward until their needs are met. Your average human being who wants to re receive rewards in this world, whether they be financial, whether they be uh, spiritual, whether they be uh, emotional, they're going to have to comply with the needs of the cells. Can you tell me what is the top three things that our cells 
2015, what do we need right now? Because it seems like the entire planet is under assault by so many different diseases, uh, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, infidelity, uh, anger, uh, anxiety, and depression. What, through your research, I don't want to know your opinion. I want to know right now what are th three things that the cells are screaming for right now from humankind. Oh, that's very, very easy. Our cells are very knowledgeable, very, very knowledgeable, because nobody, as I said earlier, nobody taught them how to make enzymes, nobody taught them how to make hormones. They are only looking for three things in humans. One, we must have vision. We must have vision. And what do you have to produce? What do you have to produce in order to have good vision? You cannot have vision if you are not hopeful. You cannot have vision if you are depressed. You have vision when you have a lot of serotonin. Do you know how to produce serotonin? Do you know how to produce acetylcholine? These are the two neurotransmitters that are needed in order to keep going, keep going, keep going. Look at these people who have chronic diseases, people who have lost hope, people who think there's nothing, nothing else can be done. When you measure their level of serotonin and acetylcholine, it's almost negligible, zero, nothing, empty. Our cells don't like it. They want to be vibrant, and they want to keep going. So you must have vision. This is, what, this is where I'm going, and this is how I intend to get there. Why is it that when people retire, why is that when people retire, their body starts falling apart? Because they have no vision. The cells want somewhere to go every morning. And then you get up in the morning, then around 9 o'clock you start going to watch TV. Oh, I'm retired. You are retired. You don't retire. You change your routine, but you don't retire. Instead of working five days a week, you work, you work four days a week. You work three days a week. When you are 130 years old, you work one day a week. Then half a day a week. You must have somewhere to keep going. You have to go somewhere. That is vision. The second thing is tenacity. You have to be tough-minded. Don't accept failure. Use failure as an opportunity to excel. Ourselves don't like it at all. Unfortunately, do people understand themselves? No, they don't. They are going to work, they, they fill the tank, and they drive, 
and that's it. They are coming back home. They are tired. They go and wash up. They watch TV. Have supper or dinner ready. Okay, all right. Go to bed. Next time, same routine. What is the tenacity? What is the tenacity? You have no vision. There is no tenacity. Then the last one is forgiveness. The third one is forgiveness. Are you a forgiving person? All right. If you are a forgiving person, you have to pass the forgiving test. All right. Yourself will place you in a position, in a situation where, <laughs> all right, let's say Christmas is coming. And you are two weeks away from Christmas. And somebody went and told, you sneaked out with the intention of coming back quickly. And you told one of your best friends that this is what you intend to do. Okay. Then he tells you, okay, go, 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 go. I have your back. Then after you left, he goes and tells the supervisor that you left your job. You come back, you are fired. Two weeks to Christmas. And then later on, you get to know that it is your best friend at, on the job, at work, who did this to you. Mm. All right. What a terrible Christmas that will be when the children are, expecting, are waiting for for their presence. Ah. Now, here is my question. Two years later, will you forgive this person who got you fired? If you don't forgive that person, yourselves will say you failed the forgiveness test. You don't forgive a person you love, you forgive a person who humiliated you, who made you lose your job, and so on and so forth. That is forgiveness. It is tough. People Pastors, bishops, the Pope, they preach about forgiveness all the time. But do people really forgive? Do people really forgive? But you go to church and sit on the front pew and you sing the loudest. After church, you still bear somebody a grudge. Ourselves don't like that. So if we are totally useless to ourselves, the disease will be incurable until you die. Learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. You don't forgive only your boyfriend or your wife or this or that. No. You have to pass the test for forgiveness. You have to, you have to pass the test for patience.
and there are so many tests to pass. Earlier, I was talking about the atoms who are no longer coming back in bone and in flesh. They are where they are in the spirit world, in the, with the forces. They pass all their tests. They pass all their tests. Now it is our turn. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, the question here, and just, you know, the woman is saying, hey, why should I forgive somebody? How, how is forgiveness going to help my cells? My cells need to get over that. This person made me miss my Christmas. This person got me fired. Like, where is the advantage? Like, you're not, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're talking science. Like, you're trying to tell me that my cells can, 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 can be affected by me holding grudges? And, and and that my cells can be affected by forgiving somebody? This person really, really hurt me or hurt my feelings or did something that I call really dirty to me. They broke into my house and they stole my computer and they took my camera and they stole cash from me. And you're saying that, what's that got to do with my health? This, this, this person is a bad person. And you're telling me that if I forgive them, my cells will reap a benefit and that will, in turn, help me become healthier and get the things that I want. You're going to have to go a little All right. Closer. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is what you have to understand. Before our cells divide, there must be a force. There must be calcium. There must be folic acid. And there must be a force to make them to turn and split and divide so that the DNA, the chromosomes, and everything are divided equally. This force is called the impulse. It must be positive. It should never be negative. It should must be positive. If you make yourself to use negativity they will not divide. This is what causes atrophy, lack of cell division, lack of cell growth, lack of tissue growth. It's called atrophy in science. A-T-R-O-T-H-Y, atrophy. Eventually, because you are angry and you are radiating nothing but negativity, you are filling your body with negative impulses. This is how you will be shutting down the electrical system in your body. The human body is nothing but electricity. The nerves transmit electricity. And by you shutting down the foundation of the human body, which is electricity, you are not going anywhere. You will be the loser. You lost your job, and now you are going to lose your health. This makes you a double loser. This is why it is not good to be angry. Learn to forgive. It is very painful. Somebody came and stole your computer your software, your hard drive, everything, everything's stolen. Clean up your house. 
So here is my question. Will making you angry bring back your computer? Will making you angry bring out your bring back your software? Why don't you use this opportunity? Why don't you turn this opportunity to your advantage? All right, you know what? My computer was stolen. Hmm. All right. I think. Let me see. When was the last time? I, when, when did I buy this computer? Oh, I bought this computer in 1983. Or I bought this computer in 2001 or in 2002. Oh, you know what? This computer is old. This computer is old. Let me go and get a new computer. The computer you are going to get is more sophisticated than the computer you lost. The software you are going to get are better, more advanced than the software that was in the computer you lost. And thirdly, because your first computer was stolen, that person taught you how to live on this planet, never to let your guard down, never to trust anybody. What did that person teach you? He taught you how to live on this planet, how to remain alert. Instead of you being angry, if I were you, I would thank him for teaching me awareness, alertness and how to live on this planet better so that this should never happen to me again. What about if this happened to me at the airport? What about if it happened to me in a hotel somewhere? What about if I would never assume that where I am is safe anymore? You should turn around and thank the person who stole your computer for teaching you a new lesson. You are now turning to page two and chapter two. You're starting a new lease on life. Thank you. Ooh, ma, 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 ma. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And the hits just keep on coming. That's a heavy prescription right there. He just laid down, uh, <laughs> Dr. Abbott. You know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Coach, it, it, it brings into fruition and, and brings to the forefront one of the reasons why it is important to eat scientifically because our cells need calcium to divide. Now, if now with, with symptometry, when we tell people, don't drink lemonade, don't, you know, stay away from citric acid and, you know, consuming you know, oranges and lemons and, and grapefruits and these things like that, they will stop the cells from dividing, which in turn will put a person in a more negative state than they would be in if they abstained from it. So this is, it, it's, it's, it's like playing the, all the levels all at once, it's like, you know, a continuous infinity loop where, you know, we're coming back into the physical, going to the spiritual, and so on and so forth, to the mental and so on, because, you know, these cells, they have different shapes. We think about cells, and you may just think about a blood, a red blood cell and see a circular cell, but the, all of these cells are, are not, 
you know, circular. They have all different types of shapes. Nerve cells are shaped different, and uh, muscle cells. All of them have their own unique shape and size. And you know, this is information that is um, that's tying all this the things that we we need to be brought together. And I mean, thank you, thanks for be th- I'm thankful for the uh, the technology that's available now because. You know, when m- many of the uh, ancient masters that, uh, you know, the Laozus and many of the ancient Egyptians walked the planet, uh, we didn't have this, this form, there, there wasn't this form of communication that was available. So now everything is at our fingertips to be able to access information, be able to go back and listen to this podcast um, to get this information. And I just really want people to know that there's, people that they know um and and they made they themselves who are listening uh you know to get involved with symptometry so that we can you know move right on this train together because I know everyone has their different thoughts and ideas, but as far as the realm of doing it through the health field through through activating and and keeping ourselves healthy and well and bringing about consciousness because even if a person is on a path, if they are not feeling well, then it will take much longer than if they are. I mean, I don't know how many times I have, you know, spoken to people, counseled people who either didn't feel well or were emotionally imbalanced or um, or mentally and have gone through mental issues um if it was if if the if they had the the knowledge and the understanding around how to how to and what to consume the things to consume that would not be be considered a health disruptor because as you see a health disruptor is not just something physical but it can also be something emotional and I, you know, and, I, and we've talked about this before, but that's how those the forces come together. And and in symptometry, the we we want to we bring we're bringing together the entire package in that regard. Well, I want to. Uh, oh, we got a caller on the line. Uh, caller from the seven two seven. Four five eight. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, yes. My name is Cece, and I'm calling from Tampa. Hi, Cece from Tampa. How you doing tonight? Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Um, I'm and I'm doing good. Um, I had a question, and I, I guess it's really a loaded question because I I dropped off the call a couple of times, and because my phone shut off, and then I try to pull it up on the computer, and and so I lost. So I may have missed some of the information, so if you said it, I apologize. But what I wanted to know was the um, the part on forgiveness, like you talked about division and, 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 and forgiveness and stuff like that. So if I forgive a person or if, I, if I'm taking a product or I'm doing a cleansing or I'm eating better or whatever it is, but I'm still holding on to uh, – a broken relationship, for example, with a, a parent or a grandparent. Even though I'm eating better or healthier, I'm not helping myself. 
Um, okay. It doesn't benefit my body. No, no. I, I will let. I will. I will tell you. I will tell you in a in a second. Um, okay. I have treated and cured countless cases of fibroids in women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Countless. I just received two cases today. Mm. And all the women whom I've treated for fibroids, and they went back to the gynecologist, they used the sonogram, and they see that the fibroids are shrinking, and they are shrinking, and they are shrinking. I am tough on these women. Mm. I am tough on them. And they themselves, they will tell you that I am no nonsense when it comes to telling them what they should do. When they come with their fibers, right away I tell them that um, you internalize your feelings too much. Oh, wow. And it is not good. And now you are paying the price. Then they are shocked. All of them. They are shocked. How did you know that? I have not even opened my mouth. <laughs> I said, but you are fibroid. Only a woman who internalizes things, only a woman who is a people pleaser, is offended, but we say, all right, it's okay. I, may, I don't want to burn my bridges. I don't know, what to, I don't know tomorrow. This and These are the people who are suffering in silence. There are women who have been battered, humiliated, raped, and all that. And they are quiet. They smile. And they don't say anything. It's all right. Maybe it was my fault. And then the fiber just keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And then they wonder, what is the connection between my negative emotion? I am eating right. I'm eating. I'm eating scientifically. I'm eating the healthy. I'm the, and yet my fibroid is growing. Don't you know that we are an energy field, and energy is abstract. You don't see it. Electricity is abstract. Abstract. You don't see it. And the cells divide with what? They divide with impulses. If you have positive emotions. If you are the kind of person who doesn't care, who forgives, who is indifferent to people's uh, abuses, who is indifferent to this, and then, okay, you were raped, you were traumatized, you say, it's all right. What is coming your way is bigger that, than what you did to me. What is coming your way is bigger, ten times bigger than what, is, what you did to me you will see how your fibers will start shrinking. You, when I give you the particulars for fibroids, you will see that how the fibroids used to fill your abdomen will start reducing in size. Now we have different kinds of fibroids. If your fibroids encased a lot of blood, and it's decompressing, you are going to bleed heavy and heavy and heavy. It is not heavy bleeding. It is a fibroid that is decompressing. It is shrinking and shrinking 
and shrinking. Just because you change your attitude. You have a better understanding of forgiveness now. That is why I don't cut anyone a slack. No. You have to do what is in the best interest of yourself. You can eat all you want. But if the positive vibrations in you do not match what you are eating, you are not going to get results. Then what about your mood? You be you just be faking a smile, faking a smile when deep deep down inside you you are not a happy person. Who are you deceiving? Who are you deceiving? You are deceiving no one. You are deceiving your own self. So be a true woman. You are happy inside, just like outside. Outside, just like inside. And you see the result. And when you start your treatment, you will be among the people who recover very fast. Thank you. Her call dropped again. No, I'm I'm oh, I'll, I'm sorry. I'm speechless. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't see the angle you were coming from, so, I, so I'm just trying to catch myself because um, that was heavy. So it's not enough to go to church. It's not enough to pray. It's not enough to say I forgive. I really have to really like. Say it and do it and and go through with all of that. It's because it's just not enough to 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 do, even go to church and say, "Father, I forgive whoever or whomever." Uh, no, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, uh, um, I will not. I will not say, "Don't go to church." You know, the pastor depends on your contribution. The pastor depends <laughs> on you feeling the 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 pews. The pastor okay. is please. The pastor also gets some some motivation by seeing you in church. So you are nurturing the pastor, the pastor is also nurturing you. So don't say you are not going to church. No, no, I'm saying it's so is it not enough? So I'm saying it's not Oh yeah, enough. yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It's not enough. No, 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 that's true. It's not okay. enough to eat, it's not enough to do because know yourself. When I don't know whether you were in when you were here when you first started. Know yourself. Who are you? We you we are we are an energy field. That's what we are. You know, we are an energy field. So um you have to take care of the human body has two sides. The human body has the side that you see and the side that you don't see. And the side that you don't see is the energy field. The energy field is as important as the physical field. So don't underestimate the energy field at all. If you want to do very well in, on this planet, learn how to work on the abstract side also. Forgiveness. Mood. Better mood. Positivism. Positivism, positivism, for positivism. And then you change your personal philosophy of life. Change your personal philosophy of life. You know, I always turn something negative into something positive. Okay. You know, you lost your bag. You, oh, my God. Ooh, what was in it? You know what? When was the last time I bought it? Uh, it's all right. Let it go. It's okay. If, he, if, if the person brings it back to me, fine. If he doesn't, fine. Uh, life goes on, I'll get another bag. You see, 
this is the kind of positive attitude that you need and to give you a greater a greater vision ourselves need vision 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 all the time thank you thank you That was an excellent question that was presented there. And, um, you know, this this is just an indication of how, how many other people, you know, that maybe need to hear that explanation, you know, at this time, especially this time of year. And, you know, just in the, the coming at the end of the winter season, so give uh, people something to look forward to as the summer, I mean, as the spring starts to approach for uh, new beginnings. CC, I'd like to ask you, um, you know, you just got a prescription that was more than take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Uh, how doable is that to you on a scale of one to ten, one being uh, I can't do it, and 10 being is very doable. It's something that I can implement immediately. Uh, 10, uh, definitely, because um, after you've tried different things, sometimes you, you just realize you have to give in and try what try something new. So for me, I'm willing to try it all since I've tried all the other stuff, you know, and so it's a 10 for me. Okay, and... How important do you think the words that you just heard, uh, how often do you hear that? When was the last time you had a doctor tell you uh, to shrink fibroids, you had to start realizing that you had an energetic body that you couldn't see with the naked eye? I've never heard it said like that. Um, I've heard people say similar things, but not quite the way he put it. He kind of just bring it to life. And break it down in such a way that wow, it, it just you can see it, you know, and and it just makes sense because then it made me start thinking about a lot of people that I know that have fibroids, and I'm thinking about how they act, how they respond to stuff, and I'm thinking, oh wow, it does have a relationship um, based on how he just described it. So it's it's kind of different, but it just made sense, you know. So and you know another a key. Uh, Ingredient in that is, is that we also you know, we also have to keep in mind the foods that a person needs to stay away from in conjunction with that because you know again this is why that formula for health is so important as you know there are people who you know prescribe to you know strictly emotional. Or some just just say diet, but even in diet, we know that diet isn't necessarily scientific. You know, I hear people say, "Oh, we eat whole foods." You know, eat whole foods that is the best, but you know that's not scientific at all. And many of those whole foods contain tumorigans, which cause tumors to grow. So that is the reason why symptometry's uh, prescription of scientific eating offers the um, Offers a, a clear and concise way of addressing it. Okay. Can I ask one more question? Since he's talking about like symptoms and stuff like that, and I've never heard of this kind of stuff before, like the symptometry stuff. Sure. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Um, like I noticed, like a, for the past couple of days, on one of my my left breast, no, my right breast, I noticed like when I move or just do any any little movement, dance or whatever, shake, whatever, just whatever. I noticed that it's really sensitive. So does that mean it's something that I'm doing or I haven't done or somebody I need to release or or is it just a random symptom? Well, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> first of all, you have to you have to know that there's not nothing like a random symptom. There, every symptom is a signal. Is there is your cell that are telling you that um, you know focus on this part of your body and there is something that is going wrong here. You might you have eaten too much potassium, too much potassium, and now too much potassium have jammed the tissue in this part of your breast. So. Okay. If it's very sensitive, is it the whole breast? Sometimes it's the nipple that is sore. Sometimes it's part of the breast itself that is sore. Sometimes as if part of the breast is bruised. Now, if part of the breast is bruised, then you ask yourself, do you, did you eat too much broccoli? Do you eat too, too, did you eat too many eggs? Do you eat eggs and all that? You know, there are certain foods, there are certain foods that make potassium to accumulate unnecessarily and then form a knot or they, they, they make it uh, difficult for the tissue in that area to divide properly. So there are certain foods. In this situation, I will tell you that foods are involved. So uh, I am not your, uh, you have not called for consultation. So I, don't, I cannot ask you what kind of foods did you have for breakfast, what kind of foods have you been eating for the past two days. There is always a connection, always a okay. connection. Yes, thank you. Thank you as well. How can I reach you then for consultation? Oh, um, uh, 708-691-4977. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can contact me or you can contact Dr. Abbott or you can contact Dr. Wanek. You know, so Dr. Abbott's telephone number is what? Uh, this is uh, 336-336. Four five six nine one eight three. Can you confirm that, please? Yes, that's correct. Yes, yes, sir. Can you repeat it, please? Okay. Three three six. Four five six nine one eight three. Four five six nine one eight three. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, CC, for calling in, and I want to applaud you for coming in tonight. You know, being courageous and upfront with your questions and expanding your own understanding. This is a dream come true. And the hits just keep on coming. Uh how did you hear about the show how did you hear about the show tonight? Believe it or not, I just found out about it um probably about <laughs> an hour ago. Somebody texted me and I was like they're talking with them and then when I heard your voice I said, in my mind, I'm thinking, I said, wait, that's not like the guy that I was just, somebody sent me a link to on YouTube the other day. And I'm realizing it is you. You know, so it's, I'm very new to this. It, I, I saw one video on you, and then someone just gave me the number and told me to call in and listen. And, and so that, that was it, my first time on this show. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, CC. We are on every other Tuesday night, every second and fourth Tuesday at 8 o'clock 
p.m. Eastern okay. Standard Time. So, and if you'd like to catch any of the archive shows, please go to symptometrybooks.com. Symptometrybooks.com. And if you're a newbie, I always suggest that you listen to show number one and show number two. Just like, just to get the ball, like, what is symptometry? Why you've never heard of it? And then so many women called in on that first show that the next show was called Ladies' Night. And then wow. it was just the whole roof was blown off from there. And we have probably done more than 100 shows since that first show covering uh, about every topic and every disease or every symptom that, any, that anyone could think of. So you'll be able to scroll through that page. You'll be able to see uh, some of the books that Dr. Nardi has as well as um, some snippets of who he is from some of the shows. Um, but please start with those first two shows and pull out your, you know, pull out your incense and a big glass of water and your notebook and uh, take it from there. Okay. All right. I will. I'd... Thank you again. All right. Thank You're you welcome. very much for calling in. Thank you. God bless. God bless. All right, all right, all right. We covered archangels, and we covered going up into the church today. That's right. We didn't say stop going to church. We just say you got to do some more. You got to do some more and change your attitude to change that energetic vibration that is really controlling everything because it's more of what you can't see that's controlling what you can see than what you can see controlling what you can see. I hope I didn't lose anybody right there, but what you can't see is way more powerful than what you can see with the naked eyes. And the eyes have to be trained. The senses have to be trained. And that's one of the reasons why we're having this show. So you can get down to the knowledge of yourselves. That way you can really get into knowledge of yourself. Know what the connection is and then move forward from there. And I'm trying to let Dr. Nardi go tonight, Dr. Nardi, but it's always at the very end. Somebody raises their hand. I have one more caller in the queue. Caller from the 609. Oh, no, it's okay. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Caller from the 609-412. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Oh, it is me, Coach Kyer. I haven't heard your voice and I don't know how long. This is Lisa Scott. Hi, <laughs> Dr. Nardi. <laughs> oh, man. You know I had to call in. You, you know I had to call in. Um, I just needed to make a comment because I, I've been listening to the show now. I didn't. I wasn't on the line when you guys first started. But when you got to the point, um, Dr. Nardi, about talking about cell division and the, the simplistic way in which you explained cell division and the force and the impulse that must be positive as opposed to negative and, and how um, the cell divides when it has that positive force and impulse versus negative. I decided real quick to explain that to my 12-year-old son in the same way that you explained it. And how did you how did you receive it? This this is what I wanted to say. The smile that came over my son's face. Beautiful. With, with understanding it with that level of, of simplicity 
it's all he seemed to need it need to hear. It was like I could tell that that information went inside of him, and he received it. And the smile that came over my son's face, I I could feel it, you know, coming from him as well as his, you know, his body language, his reaction, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. gave me the biggest kiss and said, "Good night, mom. I'm going to bed." Like I could tell he's going to go and and contemplate. <laughs> well, not even have to contemplate <laughs> what you said because it was so simple and so easy to understand. So I had to just call in and express my gratitude for how simple you explained that. So I could explain it to my son, and now he went to bed with, with a big old smile. Oh, that is, that is great. That is great. That is great. You see, <laughs> uh, yeah, you see, I, I, I've, you know, we at the American School of Symptometry, we break big, hardcore signs to very simple English so that people should understand, you know, children should understand. We don't need big, big English and all that, you know, that is too professorial. That's why they write books and then only 10 people buy their books, you know, and, uh, you know, we want people, people who need this kind of knowledge to be accessible to them so that they should have this knowledge. And look at you. You explained this, and I did not use genetics. I did not use these big, these bombastic terms. I did not use them, and I just broke them down. And you used the same term to explain to a 12-year-old, and your son was able to understand it. Well, this shows that we are matching together. Thank you. Thank you. Yay! Thank you, Lisa, for calling in. Thank you. It's awesome, baby! All righty, all righty, all righty. Tonight we have had a ball. We had some great callers call in. Thank you for the basics tonight, Dr. Nardi. I really, I think uh, me and my boss over at Symptometry Headquarters are very happy with how the call ended tonight with, like, that's how we get paid. To me, that's how we get paid around here. There's a 12-year-old mm-hmm. somewhere in a, in America that understands what we're talking about. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know I love the children more than I love the adults. Now, I let you and Dr. Abbott work with the adults. I work with the children. So we had a parent on here who could relate the information to an adult. And he smiled and said, I'm going to go ahead and go on to bed. I'm going to take this on with me over to the subconscious realm and digest it and had a big smile on his face. So if you, if anybody wants to know what Coach K Radio is about or the root of symptometry, because the root cause, I know Dr. Nardi, I know he's in it for the children. I know. He loves the adults too, but he loves some babies and he wants to see the next generation of symptometrists come in and say, let me study. Is that something that you dream about, Dr. Nardi? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know, this is, this is why I make uh, this why I make the teachings of symptometry accessible to everyone. Look, even look at the, look at the, the prints of the textbooks. Look at, look at the prints in the books. You know, they are big. You know, uh, you know it, was, it, was, it was difficult for me to find even the publisher to to, to 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 accept this kind of contract, but finally I found one in the United States. That's that's why the the prints are big. The English is very very simple. 
and then the paragraphs are very short so that uh, if an eighth grade uh, student would like to read some of these books, the knowledge will be accessible to them. Senior citizens, you know, who get tired easily after reading, they take these books and they love it and they continue to read it. So my vision is to have children enjoy symptometry, enjoy the teachings of symptometry because of uh, their simplicity. Thank you. Mm, 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 mm. Well, that right there is. This is a dream come true. That's my dream come true right there. Dr. Abbott, how'd you enjoy the show tonight? Or class, or the lesson, or the lecture, or the workshop? <laughs> no, hey, man, I'm, I'm strapped in, and, um, you know, I'm on the spaceship, man. So we out there, you know, weaving between atoms and all of that, and just uh, picking up on information, <laughs> just bouncing off. So, I mean, I'm always glad to be here, Coach, just to, uh, to just be a part of this program and, and uh, really just uh, get the feedback from everyone that's out there listening and um, really, really grateful uh, for this platform. So thank you for having me once again and look forward to uh, in, in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Can you please give out uh, your contact information and give out the website for the American School of Symptometry, please? So for all, right. all of those interested in uh, entering on the path of symptometry, and give them a quick breakdown of what you offer uh, with the six-month course and maybe a couple scholarships and what type of programs are over at the American School of Symptometry. Well, right now we are, we've uh, started our our new sessions, our, our recent sessions in the latter part of January. We have the uh, six-month program. Uh, we're going into the fourth class in a couple weeks. Um, well, actually, yeah, yeah, fourth class. And uh, and we also have the bachelor's um, of science program in symptometry uh, that we're offering as well. Um, so we're we're looking to we're accepting people who, who want to know more about root cause therapeutics, therapeutic science, so that they can be advocates, ambassadors for the world you know, the world of health, of healthy living, scientific living and eating so that they can guide more and more of humanity on that path and and just make things in their their lives, their friends' lives and people who seek their health uh, lives. And all they have to do is go to um, the website. That's the American School of Symptometry.org, American of symptometry.org or again they can uh, reach me at uh, 708-620-4362 for any uh, information Um, and I can also uh, be reached for consultations at 336-456-9183 and um, we're, we're growing our school uh, we have we have our students who are learning a lot, and if you think some of the things that they've heard tonight was impressive, uh, just uh, talk to some of our six-month students, and they will express how they feel about the program um, that they the ones that have completed it, and those that are 
currently attending the uh, six-month session at this time. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely appreciate it. That's the American School of Symptometry.org. Get over there and check it out ASAP. I want to thank uh, Dr. Nardi for coming on tonight, Dr. Abbott, all of my esteemed guests, because without you all, we wouldn't be here. You know, the demand that you all have consistently when you say, hey, um, give us another show. We're coming back, you know, and to stay and listen to the entire call all night. Um, until we finish is just something that just does my heart like bananas. I just love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as I always keep saying, this is a dream come true. And I'm going to do my best to. And the hits just keep on coming. Each and every week. Dr. Nardi, you did a magnificent job. This is definitely one for the books. I got to go back and listen to this one ASAP. Um, and while I'm out here in. Um, I'm out here in the streets. Anytime I'm away from home and I can't cook my own meals, I call that <laughs> in the streets. So while I'm out here in Los Angeles, I've been gone for I've been gone for a little while from Atlanta, and I have to make sure that I get back on the stove and make sure I nourish myself and take care of myself. So all of you traveling out here, you traveling some some tometry, uh advocates, do your best when you visit your family. Ask them, can you cook? You know, try to get somewhere where you can put your hands in the refrigerator and on the stove and make something happen, okay? And, you know, don't just get loosey-goosey out there because you're away from home and you want to start uh, dropping off. That's my words of wisdom. That's uh, Coach Coach got caught slipping himself uh, last week in Las Vegas and um, had some errors, but I don't even want to get into that. But I knew, though. How my cells reacted, Dr. Nardi and Dr. Abbott, my cells reacted within 12 hours to let me know that I had made an error. And they reminded me, and I want to let people know uh, that's the first time I'm giving Dr. Abbott that feedback because at that time I was without my A116B and I went to the Ginger Therapeutic Tonic. The Ginger Therapeutic Tonic, listen, everybody. If you don't have that formula, you need to contact the American School of Symptometry or you need to go over to coachkayer.com and just click on leave a note for coach and I will shoot the formula and the recipe over to you. Or you can go over to Symptometry Books and order the Symptometry Cook or I'm sorry, Symptometry.com and order the Symptometry Cookbook because I really feel that uh, that formula really brought me back and was a uh, pulling me out, and it let my sales know that I respected them. <laughs> and they they let me out of the dark closet, Dr. Nardi. They were trying to, they were trying to put me in a dark closet, Dr. Nardi. Okay. All right. All right. So I thank each and every one of you for tuning in to Zoom In. I'll see you all again in two weeks. Everybody be cool. Please visit sometimeentrybooks.com, and I'll talk to you all later. Peace. Okay, peace.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.